M-M-A. It's in the cage. And welcome to another edition of MMA in the Cage, your pound-for-pound best source for mixed martial arts coverage. My name is Estevan McCarthy. With me again, my lovely assistant, Ryan Jenkins. Ryan, what's happening this week, buddy? I Well, what's happening this week or what's happening right now? What's happening right now? I am scratching my sack. You have this, this unbelievable talent to just stop the, the podcast. <laughs> just, just right, just or, right away. You are a fucking, you are a momentum sponge, is what you are. Just, you just suck it up, just all of it. Brian, well, how's your, how did your week go? What did you do? Who'd you see? What'd you talk to? All sorts of different things, man. Uh, I would mention that I started back at school, so um, chasing girls that are ten years younger than I am. That's pretty fun. Um, getting it's challenging, turned, it's challenging, isn't it? Get getting getting rejected by them is. Was a little bit different of a, of an experience um, than weird. it typically is. So it's weird when you're like you say, "Hey, you want to come to like a you know like a Counting Crows concert?" And you're like, "I think they don't know who Counting Crows," is, but, <laughs> but you're like, "I love the Counting Crows." You know what I mean? Yeah, something like that. So Ryan, so I I, I was gonna ask you off air, but I decided to ask you on air. So what's what's the what's the the Jenkins game? How are you throwing this down? Like so so you've lost a lot of weight. Okay, you're back in school. You're thin. Okay. What's the hair looking like? Last time I saw you, you were you were working with the kind of an odd looking hairstyle, long, shaggy, kind of mulletish. Did you shave that shit? No, no, I still have not uh, cut it. It's it's pretty wild right now. Um, I'm not sure exactly what I'm going to do with it. Uh, I mean, it kind of fits in college because you know it's shaggy. And yeah, it's, like, well, that's unkempt. yeah, that's the whole thing. It's it's very unkempt, and I, I was rocking a a just a pretty just gnarly beard. Um, you know, not shaving for probably three weeks, uh, that I just shaved off here earlier this week and did like a little, uh, I've got like the a little mustache and I was going to do the mustache and soul patch. Um, you really have a mustache? Catch... what's that? You really have a mustache? Yes. Oh yeah, my I'll, God. I wouldn't, rege- I wouldn't even talk to you. I would like, la- I wouldn't even reject you. I would just, just look at you and then run the other way. You know what? I did it because I'm a man. And anybody, any man during his lifetime needs to grow a mustache at least once. And so, this is my time. Okay, fair enough. I've, I've, have you seen that new like Heineken commercial with the guy with the, the long curly mustache? And he go like they're showing him in like different scenarios, and like it, it doesn't work with any scenario unless he finds himself in an old school bare knuckle boxing match. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I know what you're talking about now that you just said that at the very end because. Um, I haven't actually seen the commercial as far as it plays out, but yeah, I saw it with the little curl and I think maybe that commercial had actually inspired me because I was planning on doing that eventually with just having the little soul patch there and then, uh, growing it out long enough to curl it, you know, with like a little wax or something like that. But so are you I doing think- like a captain Morgan then if you're doing the soul patch, that's like kind of like a captain Morgan, isn't it? I don't know. This one's got a particular name. Like right now, I've got still got like a goatee, and so it's shaved like on the outside of my 
lip line. Like I shaved it straight down. Okay. Um, and so it's almost like a little T, upside down T. Like a T bone. Uh, uh, yeah, I guess. Dude, I, 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 yeah, I, I know. That's like that's like the DiCaprio. That's what I call that. Okay. Well, yeah, then, like because you, you, you rock the the mustache and then you got the T bone on the bottom, but that, you got the sides. That's what it is. I call that the DiCaprio. Okay, that's that's what I'm rocking right now. Okay. And you know what? I'm I'm glad to know that because if if that's what he wears, as much pussy as that guy's got to be getting, uh, you know, surely that's gonna maybe trickle down See, to me. <laughs> Reganomics, <laughs> Leonardo nomics, <laughs> Leonomics. No, you know, So I, Ryan, I got I got a I got a plan for you, a plan of action. I've been thinking of. You gotta see. We know that Texas women are not the not the same exactly as uh, as ones that Leonardo DiCaprio would go after. You need to you need to work an angle, and you know that angle. You know that angle. What angle is that? That's the cowboy angle, okay? You're a big guy. You you got you got the look. You got the look, man. Just fucking douche it up a little bit. Put some starch on a goddamn shirt. Iron those jeans out. And you're good. You're good to go. And you know for a fact that all the women flock to those guys, no matter what they look like. As long and you, you got to be able to step. You know that's not a uh, that's not a horrible idea. I have considered doing that. It's the jeans that that get me. Like, cause I love wearing shorts. And wearing jeans just sucks so bad. Um, you just don't get the breathability. Okay. Okay. Um, like I could, like I could do probably. I could go pick up a couple of like those, you know, like plaid type shirts. Um, that uh, and you know pick up a Stetson. But okay. I, I think to fully rock the look, I gotta get some boots, and I'd have to get you know some fucking Wranglers or whatever. You, you would. I, I just don't know if I'm ready to make the Wrangler commitment. Okay. How about this? Okay, it's still like over a hundred degrees in Texas every single day. How about this? You're in college. Don't tell me, don't, don't tell me jorts. No, 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 no. You're still in college. You can rock the douche look. Okay, douche look. You don't get respect from the guys, but women tend to flock to them. You got you got to do like maybe like the trucker hat, which would be good with your hair. Okay, you got. You, I mean, shorts that works good for you. You're gonna have to get some nice shirts though. Those cost a little bit of money, but uh, I think if you put the put that extra effort in, I think you'll be good. Like what kind of shirts do you think? And and this is like tech- I think I think like just some expensive polos. I don't actually own any. I just know that everyone wears them as douche. But the key, the key to that, pop my collar. No, no, no. Yes, yes. Well, actually, there's like there's I was in there's like three main keys. You gotta pop the collar. Um, you gotta get some boat shoes. Okay, and then you gotta wear douchey colors. Okay, that's like that's your pinks. Okay, that's your salmons. That's your yellows. And those guys no get respect from zero men, but. Rain, r- runs around with the women. So I think you need to start working some angles. Okay. I can hear I'll, you typing uh, in the background all of the notes that I'm giving you. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm definitely on top of this. Uh, very detailed notes that I'm making here. Um, I'll, I'll, I'll do something. I'll do – I'll get a specific style going. Um, I, don't know, I don't know if I can do the douchey thing, and I'm not going to go spend $80 on a fucking polo. That's just see now just, you're now you're compromising. Okay, you're already compromising. We haven't even started yet. You see, you see. I mean, like, you know, you've, throw, you've thrown out a couple of suggestions. You're saying take an angle. Well, there's lots of different angles and there's lots of different styles that I could do. So okay, but those angles require the least amount of personality, though. And we know we're not working with much with you. So I think that that is the key to your success here. That's quite the <laughs> quite the comp. It's it, it's just to be completely superficial. Um, and just change the look and hope, hopefully that actually makes a difference. Dude, you know, you know for a fact that if you did, it would, it would totally work. It would actually, they're so fucking stupid down there. And, and I would certainly lose some self-respect as well. 
But you know what? That's that's been gone for so long anyway. So what does it really matter? I mean, let, like let's look at back at when you were last in college. What would you rock back then? What kind of what kind of scene were you playing off? I, there was just it the, was, I, the, the I work my way through college and I pay my own bills scene. Yeah, good, good luck getting pussy with that. Yeah, well, that's you know, yeah. <laughs> well, that, yeah, I'm, I'm not working now, so I'm a full time student. I get to do whatever the fuck I want. That's why I get to look like a fucking maniac. Right. So I had to, I had to at least, I at least trim down the beard. I got to keep that like at least looking clean, um, just so it's not terrifying to people. But I think if I start, you know, doing something a little wacky, it'll uh, help stand out a little bit better. I completely agree. And then also, so Ryan, I had uh, I had quite the week. A lot of firsts this week. Uh, I'm currently in Madison, Wisconsin right now. I'm in a Hilton Garden Inn. I should, excuse me, Hilton brought to you by DoubleTree. Um, tonight, Ryan, I get my first uh, Diamond Club status, which is the highest status you can get in the Hilton Honors Program. Very excited about that. That means I've spent uh, counted, I think, three consecutive or three months away from my house. So that's good. Uh, All right. All right. I think – let's see. What else What else happened this week? Oh, yeah. I found out that my phone – like so I was messing around with my phone the other day when I was trying to get my Bluetooth working. And um, I was – you know, on my iPhone, like if, if – if, you know like how like if you're misspelling something and it like autocorrects it? They have sure. this like little thing on the iPhone where if it autocorrects it, it can say it out loud. So I'm like, yeah, fuck it. I'll try it. And I forgot that like I didn't like – when let's say I said I, I wrote like the word bitch and it would write the word like street, you know, because it doesn't like the word bitch. So the way you get around that is you go to your contacts and you just type out the word like bitch, cunt, fuck, ass, and you get and you just type it all out, right? So it's so like, it just saves them as the, like proper names. Exa- exactly. So, but like when I did that though, like every time though, like I'll say it like cunt, it'll actually capitalize it as a like, cunt. Yeah, you know what? It, 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 it does a similar thing on my phone. I've got the uh, just one of those little HTC uh, Android phones. And but on like mine, when I'm typing out something that's not actually in its word bank, it gives me the option to add it. So there's like a little plus sign right there to where I can add it to where I don't have to do, you know, go into the context. But, yeah, they're like when I type in fuck on mine, I guess the first time that I typed in fuck, it was the you know first letter in the, or first word in the sentence. So every time I type out fuck on my phone now, it always capitalizes. It. Yeah. And then uh, also. First time this week, a man told me for uh, – he told me I would – what did he tell me? He said uh, – we were talking kind of our backgrounds. He's like, what's your background? I said microbiology. And he goes, uh, looks off in the distance, man after my own heart. And I was like, wow. I, you know, I wasn't sure how to really take that. I've really been thinking a lot about it the last couple of days. It's like, is that flattering? Is that uncomfortable? What is that? Man well, did, after, did it man make after, you feel uncomfortable? I was very – I don't know. I was strangely, uh, strangely comfortable with the entire Aroused? scene. Yeah, <laughs> right, right. And then also, where was, where, where was it set? Was this in like, alone in a bar together? No, no. This was uh, this is in uh, the the building that I was working in that week. Speaking of which, I was going to that building. Right, it's fucking okay. So I was driving. Okay, Ill- state of Illinois, it's illegal for you to drive with uh, with your phone in your ear. So I got a Bluetooth, right? A very nice Bluetooth because I figure I'm not fucking chintzing now on this shit. I want a nice one, okay? So I got like top of the line. Actually, the reason I bought it is because I wanted to listen to um, to audiobooks while I was at work and it makes it look like I'm I'm actually talking to people. Instead. Exactly, exactly. So anyways, I have this nice Bluetooth, right? I'm putting it in because I'm about to you know have a phone call and this fucking asshole terrorist-looking piece of shit close to 9, 10th anniversary of 9-11 pulls a kamikaze move 
over four lanes of traffic to get to his exit uh, in 20 feet. In so the this process, guy looked like you is what you're saying. He looked the, like your brother or something. In the process, in the process, I throw my hands on the wheel and I turn the fucking wheel. And when I did that, the, the, the fucking jawbone went launching out of my car. And then on top of that, my bag on the side <laughs> – the bag on my side seat – Fell to the ground. My soda exploded. It got all over my computer. Got all over my notes. Fuck that. Fuck that. That's so funny. Fuck that. And then, and then today, I'm trying. That to is get, so awesome. It, then, your little headphone, your Bluetooth head- headset went flying out the window. Fifty dollars, man. Fucking bullshit. Oh, out the window. Just goodbye. Goodbye. And then, and then today, today, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm trying to get. I just moved into a new place. My dryer's not working. Right. It's through I'm like in a in like a duplex condo type thing so like I'm not the owner and it's like through a property management company. I call the owner they're like you're going to talk to property management. Call property management. Like look, the g- repair guy has been out here a couple of times. He says he needs to get on the roof. Well, sir, you're not allowed on the roof. Okay. Can you please get someone to get on the roof? Well, we have to talk to the owner about it. Well, I'm like, "Fuck. Great. Let me get her to call you." Basically, I, I say this is bullshit because like I'm having to go from me to the owner to the company to the repair guy to the back to the owner to it's like it's a complete mess. So I'm like, let's just remove some of the steps. How about we make me the main guy, right? I'm a fucking man. I can handle this. So we make me the man guy, and I start asking. So this lady says, um, you know, I, I I call back. I'm like, okay, now you're talking to me. What can I do for you? Okay, so uh, let's go ahead and. Put you. I was like, Let's, when is when is the repair guy calling? I don't know. Well, can you call him? No, we don't do that here. Well, did you call them earlier because uh, you know you set the appointment up? Yeah, we don't call them to make sure the appointment's followed up with. I was like, well, so when are they calling? I, I'm sure I don't know. This goes on for like a fucking 15 minutes. By the end, I'm like, okay, so he's gonna call me. Yeah, why is he calling me again to schedule an appointment? But I'm not. I'm not. I'm the bottom unit. She's like, yes, you need access to the roof, not to the top unit. She's like, yes. So why the fuck are you calling me again? And she hung up. Hung up. After like 30 minutes of me fucking talking to her. She just, I mean, she just she just she fucking – it's bullshit. It's bullshit. I didn't say fuck by the way. I did it because I know the telemarketing schemes that they have. You can't lose your temper. You can't swear at them. I didn't say fuck and she fucking hung up the phone. Bullshit. <laughs> well, it's that's, that's – I know policy. it was a long that's, poli- that's policy between different ones. So that doesn't really matter. I know, but like – no, actually – I take that back. She, she said, sir, I'm not allowed to talk to you anymore. I was like, well, let me talk to your manager then. Click. That was that was an, and then and I tried calling back. She screamed my phone calls. That's a really easy way to like get away with it. Like, no, oh, yeah, I'm just not gonna pick up the phone. Jerk off. Yeah, well, that's why you also give people's you know names or whatever operator IDs or whatever it is when you're talking to them. Oh, just Sue, have that stuff right right I knew Sue. I got fucking Sue's name and number. I guess what when I call, I was like, okay, fine. You're not gonna answer my phone call, Sue. I'll call the company up. Um, excuse me. Where what uh what's so, what's the proper what's the actual um. Was it called neighborhood management? Like there, so this is a property management. I was like, fuck that. I'll call the homeowners association and get them on their ass. Guess what? Twenty minutes later, oh, so I hear you're having dryer problems. Yeah, yeah, yeah I know. <laughs> that well, that's that. It's it, it's it's insane having to go way over people's heads for stuff that's that's incredibly basic like that. I was um, had called up Atmos because um, they had like a gas charge before we they even for the month prior to even moving in here. Um, and you know, we didn't even have service that was set up and that we, we had a, you know, a gas charge and a meter read fee Ugh. for this previous month. And I was like, this, are you, are you crazy? You're not charging me this. Well, this is what it's going to show up on your first bill. I said, that's perfectly fine. Send me my first bill when I'm actually getting service and I'll pay, you know, I'll actually pay for, 
gas than it. And the thing is, it was only like, it was like seven bucks. And I bought a, a, a chick on there for probably a good 15 minutes before I got to um, the, a second supervisor that could actually help me out over seven bucks. Uh, like, I, yeah. And I, I was just, I was so infuriated with the first one is the only reason why I kept going because normally I wouldn't fight for something like that. And that's the reason why they do shit like this is because it's such a small amount that they know they can get away with just charging people that. Yeah. And they're just going to pay for it. But, you know, I'm a poor and you don't have and you don't now, have a so. And you don't have a choice. You have to go through them. Yes. So, that's fucking um, bullshit. There's a, uh, there's, a, there's a comedy skit that I listen to, and he always says, like, when you get on the line, when you get on the phone with them, they're like, yes, sir. Yes, sir. I understand, sir. Yes, I'm very sorry, sir. I'm very sorry. Yes. Yes, I understand. Like, that's all they are. They fucking – they always understand your problem. They're very sorry about your problem. They have nothing to actually resolve it, but, you know, they're very sorry. Yeah, well, you know, at least that day I was fortunate, fortunate enough after um, fighting with them on the phone, I go up to Sprouts, which is like a little farmer's market grocery store. And I'm shopping, I'm picking, you know, I'm th- through the little produce section, picking s- stuff out for my juices. Dude. And over the little uh, intercom, I hear there's a code four. Uh, attention to all Sprouts employees, there's a code four. And I kind of look around and you see, you know, several of the employees and they're all kind of moving towards uh, the front part of the store. But I didn't really think anything of it. And so I finished, you know, gathering what I was getting and I go to check out. And as I'm walking up there, I see um, this person that's looks like they're kind of caught and mangled in a shopping cart. And I'm like, holy shit, that's, that's... what a code four is. <laughs> and, you know, it's kind of like the body was kind of sticking out. You know how they kind of lift on the back end, how the whole thing like lifts up. So when they're, you know, feeding them all together, they can, you know, squish all the shopping right, carts right, right. together. And there's this adult that's in there. And then there's another lady that's, that's standing there kind of looking at it. And there's a couple of employees that are right there. And I was like, Holy shit, this happens often enough for them to even (laughs) have a have a have a damn code for this. Like you might want to get some new shopping carts. Well, after standing there for a second, then everything seemed to be going normal. And I kind of saw this person. They kind of looked back around at me and it ended up being just this lady, an adult lady that had down syndrome. And She was just kind of riding in the cart and they were checking out. And so I thought it was kind of funny because it is. I mean, there's, you know, there's some things that just kind of crack me up like that. But I was able to, I was able to hold from from laughing it and losing laughing, it. laughing and at so, the retard's face. Right. And so they finished checking up and they're they end up bagging up their stuff. And she's got two just two grocery sacks, just plastic sacks um, of groceries and there was a guy that was st- standing there um, that was bagging the groceries. And this guy looked like, you know, like that teenager, the typical teenager nerd in the, the Simpsons. Like he's got the glasses and the high voice and the speckled face and all right. that. And so he asked the lady, can I help you, you know, with that out to your car? And she says, yeah. Um, and so the lady, the mother of the retarded girl, she picks up the two sacks of groceries in both of her hands and starts walking out. And so the kid is like, um, I guess 
I'm just going to grab this cart that's got this retard in it, and that's what I'm helping to her car. <laughs> and so he's literally pushing this retard with no groceries in it in the cart out to the car wow. while the other lady is carrying her sacks of groceries. Which, which when I saw that, that's what I just couldn't handle it any longer. It was just, just too do you, ridiculous. Do you tip in that scenario? I don't know. <laughs> like, I, I didn't see if maybe he, like, helped try and pick her up out of the – um, out of the shopping cart and put her into the trunk of the car. Right. Um, right. But see, I was just thinking though, there, there's another angle right there. You got lots of hippie chicks in, uh, in college. Hey, I'm a juicer. I shop at Sprouts. Like, okay. ju- like that. Maybe, maybe uh, just, uh, all, you holistic, can also, you can also wear short organic vegan. Right. <laughs> Except for when, you know, they, they come over to the house and I've got like bacon and, steaks that are that are in the fridge maybe but maybe it's like could be an angle to where it's like uh like like you know you're you're trying to to give yourself over to this new lifestyle but you're just so plagued with sins of your past and you know they can help you know for, it, it, the women love to fucking shape you and help you like you're a sick puppy they love doing that shit that's, that's that's a perfect one yeah but there's no way i can play a helpless person i i just i couldn't even do that right um, you were you were the oz, in, I, I was oz say, yeah, as a I, child got you, you got Serious acting chops, but for the great Oz. <laughs> Anyways, dude, can we fucking talk some MMA for two seconds? Um, I mean, maybe, maybe. Yeah, I think there's some big enough shit that actually happened this week that I we mean, might want to. You want to go? You want to go break man. first, or you want to do this? No, let's go ahead and rock it, man. Um, All right, fine, man. You guys, let's see. I, I, they, let's go. Let's get the the easy news out of the way, which is um, what was announced here uh, this past week: uh, Kane and JDS are the only fight that's happening on Fox. And that's happening, what, November? I believe so, yes. So they're showing one fight. They're showing Heavyweight the title, title fight. And basically they're just banking on a, you know, Forrest Griffin, Stephen Bonner, you know, stand and bang, and, and it's going to go all five rounds is what the UFC's praying for, um, and that it's going to be some exciting fight. And I don't know. I think that was a little bit of a gamble. I I can't believe they didn't find a way to to kind of bunch together two um, two uh, fights. Then I don't know, man. I think it's a good. You know, I, when you think about it, I mean, it. You know, both of them can knock each other out. I do think that Kane will. I, I don't know, man. I think Kane's a smart guy. I think he's going to play to his strengths. He's just going to wrestle him to the ground. And I think it's going to. I mean, I, I. You know, you get you get the the heavyweight. Um, you know, the title implication or not implication, the title fight, the right. heavyweights come watch us. And, you know, I think it can end, um, abruptly, but I think it's going to be pretty simple. He's going to take him down and, uh, I don't think he'll ride to the finish. I'll probably finish, uh, halfway through, but it, I think it'll be pretty, um, meticulous and well-planned out. And, but it's not going to be this, this bar burner that I think that, that they think it is. Well, it's it's just one of those things. You can't just, you know, you can put together two guys that are always exciting that like to stand and bang. You just can't ever tell. I mean, that's one of the things. It's it's so difficult to predict which ones are going to be those just wild fights um, to where the guys just go back and forth beating the shit out of each other. So, I don't but, know, man. There's a couple that you. I don't know. There's a couple that you can always bank on. You got you got to bank on someone that can get hit in the face a lot. You know, that's always a good one because they don't mind. And then uh, some guy and just fast one. You just get some small guys in there. They'll be fine. Yeah, but the uh, the, the other thing that I thought was a little strange was that they also mentioned that they're going to still use it as like the the intro part will s- still be like introducing the UFC and like MMA and the rules and everything else like that. 
I figured we were past that point at least um, because you'd see like on the elite XCs on CBS, like half the, you know, initially the, before the show even started, it was still this education process of MMA. Right. I figured we were to the point now, you know, you don't see if they're going to do a big boxing fight. They're not going to explain how, you know, how guys stand and throw punches with each other. I figured if, uh, but, I don't know because well, I, mean, so I guess we'll have to wait and see. And I don't know because like every time I don't know every once in a while I get oh so you like MMA so like are they allowed to like bite each other or are they allowed to, like they're allowed to like scratch each other and like just hit each other in the nutsack right like that's you always get that shit I, I don't know I think it's good okay still a lot of misinformation out there and also we had a one Brock Lesnar fighting the fir- the, the the first time in the UFC a one Alistair Overeem. This was great news when it came out of Overeem signing with the UFC. Did you happen to see anywhere? Because I know I didn't read anywhere as far as the terms of his actual deal. No, I didn't. But, like, you know, honestly, though, you you could think of a lot of different people to put against Alistair Overeem. Brock Lesnar, really? Is that the best you can come up with? I don't know. We talked about the, the It's the look between those two guys. The poster is what is going to sell that fight. Can't, you can't even fit him on the poster. Exactly. It's just going to be like a quarter of each one of these bodies that uh, that are going to fill up that uh, the promotional poster. It's, it's gonna be that's, Brock that's, that's what it's going to be. It's going to be Brock Lesnar's dick on his chest and Alistair Overeem's <laughs> back. That's all I want to see. That's all I want to see on that poster. And then, uh, let's see. You know, and honestly, I see – I mean, you, you got – how do you see that fight going down? I see it down going down pretty easy. Lesnar, no, cage rust over a year uh, year and a half of not fighting. And cage rust affects – Two, two people very bigly, or very, very, uh, a lot. You got heavyweights, and then you got um, guys who haven't been in the sport a long time, both of which you are. I mean, I don't, I don't see, I don't see him winning, to be honest. I mean, there's a chance of it, but I don't know. And, it's, and, and he's coming back from a second bout of diverticulitis, so I just don't see it. It's an extremely difficult fight for Brock. And yeah, I, I think we'd see Overeem probably. Knock him out. I, I, he's not. He's not going to be able to manhandle him quite like uh, what what Kane ended up doing. But he's such a he's so much superior in his striking to um, to Brock that I, I just I don't even think Brock's going to survive the first round. And oh, by um, the way, before I forget, Jake Shields' father passed away. Ryan, that's very sad. Yes, uh, I guess. The reason I bring that up is because everyone should be betting on Jake Ellenberg in that fight. That's going to be. Whenever that fight happens, that is going to be a big moneymaker because the Lions are in Jake Field, Jake Shields' favor now, and that guaranteed going to lose. Guaranteed going to lose now, or your money back. They well, that's actually next week. Is it really? Yeah, that's dude, a week I'm, from this dude, Saturday. I'm putting. I am putting all of my money on Jake Ellenberger. What is it? Do you know what that line looks like? I think originally he was like a two to one favorite. Or, or not maybe not two to one, but like maybe one one and a half to one. But definitely, I, I, you have to put it in his favor now. I mean, I thought it was pretty close to begin with. I slightly went with uh, with Shields, but I mean, dude, he's he's not going to be able to keep it together. I bet yeah. you misses misses weight. You know, it, it's going to be bad. Uh, that's 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 hard to say. I think it's a very difficult fight um, for Jake Shields. Ellenberger's a beast. Oh yeah. Um, the the other huge news would. Just crazy shit that actually went down. I don't know if you want to call this news. I think I saw it on Google News. Um, yesterday, was it yesterday? 
I think this, yesterday uh, Nick, Nick Diaz. Diaz. Nick Diaz, Nick Diaz missed just, his second missed his second interview to uh, to hype up his um, his title fight with press GSP. Press conference. Standard, standard press conference that you've got to go to. He was supposed to be in one in Toronto on Tuesday, and he said, oh, well, I lost my passport. And he's done shit like this in the past, um, but he's done it in Strike Force and other lesser organizations. And this was one of the things he promised Dana when uh, they ended up making the deal, and he, he re-signed the – a, 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 a new Zufa contract, um, you know, when he was going to uh, sign to fight for the title, that he was going to handle all these press conferences, all the stuff that he needed to do. And yeah, he just doesn't show up in Toronto and then promises, uh, promises them that, oh yeah, I'll, I'll definitely be there in Vegas in the next day. And he just doesn't show up to that one either. Which is awesome. In which, in which you know, th- then at that point, Dana is pretty pissed. He tried to accommodate him the best that he could, but he ends up pulling the co-headliner Carlos Condit and giving him the title shot, which uh, I think, GSP. which I think is fucking hilarious on so many ways. You know, at GS, or um, Dana White's always like, you know, Nick Diaz would do so well in the sport if he would just play the game a little bit, you know, and, and that's been like what he's been chanting for the last like five years or, five, you know, f- four or five years now. Um, He finally gets back in the UFC, still does not play the game. Guess what? He, this is this, right. I ain't got to go is, to no pressers, homie. Dude, this is after he blew. He he forfeited his boxing match, which he would have made a shit ton of money in. Now, and he went to okay. You know what? I'll get. I'll go to a title fight instead. I'll get a lot of fucking. I'll get a lot of sponsors. I'll and once you get in a title fight, once you're in a title fight, you're guaranteed a shit ton of money from there on out. And when you're in the UFC, like all of your fights from then on out are very high paying. He had that on his resume, and guess what? He he fucking yanked him out of it, and now I bet you any amount of money from here on out. Because you know what? Like they don't give a shit. Like the Diaz brothers don't give a shit about anything except for money. And now he's gonna fucking play ball from here on out. I guarantee it. I disagree with you. I do not think he's going to. I think, you know, Nick Diaz has never been accused of being an intelligent guy. Um, I think there's a little bit to the claims of him having that social anxiety um, and just not wanting to do it. A microphone and a crowd in front of them, it is so much more terrifying than having to fight somebody in a, in a cage, which is just insane. But he struggles with interviews and everything else dealing with the press greater than anything else I would say in his life. Um, and so I definitely think there's something to it. I don't think we'll ever see Nick Diaz as a – the USC won't ever take the risk of him being a, you know, a, a headliner for any, any more events just because he is completely irresponsible uh, when it comes to doing the basic stuff that everybody does. And there's just you – know, there's some things that you can't get away with not doing you know, when you're f- fighting in you know, a top-level organization like the UFC. Um, so – I, I don't know. I, I think they're just going to make sh- ensure that he doesn't really have to do, you know, all the press stuff. Um, so I, I don't even know if it's going to be an opportunity that he's going to have to prove whether he will or not. Dude, uh, I mean, they, they, I mean, I don't know about he. He is one of the one of the, if not the most exciting fighter in MMA. Like he is. I mean. He, He'll have plenty of – I think he'll have opportunity in the future. I mean, you know, let's say he does win against Carlos Condit. He's obviously the next one in line for the title shot. Maybe he'll learn his shit by then. And if not, you still have 
the big beef versus uh, him and Mayhem Miller, you know, that's that's definitely uh, something they can put on a, on a headliner. I mean, he like he is exciting. He is exciting. Yeah, still He's polarizing. Trust me, I, I've made that claim. I was the one that I think originally made that. Claim. I don't remember I that, Ryan. I don't ever remember that that you're making you. that claim because it's because <laughs> it's not posted online, so you know no one knows about that. So I'm okay. making it now, here and now. <laughs> right. You heard it here first. <laughs> Original thoughts with Estefan. <laughs> Yeah, the, the the thing is, I was I was pissed yesterday because that ruined a really good fight in BJ Penn and Carlos Condit that I was pretty stoked for, and then today we find out that uh, they rebooked Nick Diaz at that same event, and now he's facing BJ Penn in the co-main event. Just crazy turn of events over you know the past couple of days yeah man it's been a lot you know i bet you any amount of money too he uh like you know for some reason like i i like i thought condit may or i thought bj penn had like a i think bj penn has a better chance against condit than i do against um i don't know actually i don't know it'd be how do you you see that fight going down between nick diaz and bj penn dude it's it's fucking simple man bj penn is gonna get his little asian face all puffy after like just that 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 constant jab of diaz's man it's it's gonna make his little asian eyes very puffy and uh he's not gonna be able to see and he loses by decision i think it would be i think it would be a pretty good fight if they both stood and trade traded with each other but i think uh BJ is going to use some of his newfound uh, takedown ability and work takedowns against Nick Diaz, try and work some ground and pound. I mean, the fact that BJ Penn was able to, you know, effectively take down John Fitch That's, a couple of times. No, I don't fuck think that. He's, fuck I don't that. Think that is com- I really don't think he's going to have that many issues – you know, taking down Nick Diaz. That's for, that's your that's a completely asinine d- d- reference you're making. It's, it's 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 that's like that's like Dan Hardy going for a takedown in the very first round, the very first second. It's like you never ever ever saw it coming. Who the fuck would try to take down John, John Fitch? Nobody except for BJ Penn. It was a good. It was smart. But after GSP. That, yeah, no shit. But after <laughs> that though, but after that though, I mean, you know, he knew what he was doing, and so and he didn't get any more takedowns after that. So. You know, okay. so you think it was just literally just a strategy, a surprise instead of you know spending his entire training camp with Matt Hughes working takedowns. Yeah, that couldn't have had anything think, to do with it. Oh, and then Matt Hughes is facing uh, what the fuck is his name? Um, yeah, the, Josh right. Koscheck. Josh Koscheck, who's been wanting that fight for years since he's been in the UFC. He's been calling out uh, uh, Matt Hughes. So, and you know what? If I was Matt Hughes, I wouldn't have taken that fight because no. Hughes is going to get his ass kicked, yes. and I thought that it was going to be a decent fight between him and Diego Sanchez. Dude, how would you like to see Diego Sanchez and Josh Koscheck again? Yeah, I would like to see it. I think I think they've both evolved quite a bit. Yeah, the dream now. Yeah, absolutely. The so. get, the, that's probably the gayest. That's <laughs> the dream. Yeah, yeah that's anyways. <laughs> well, Diego. <laughs> rainbows <laughs> well anyways uh i think we got a break ryan after that we are going to talk a little bit about uh the upcoming the the semi-final strike force ryan we got daniel cormier versus er- well not anderson silva um antonio bigfoot easter antonio island Rodrigo silva. Bigfoot, no silva <laughs> and versus uh sergey kontanov versus um jesus who the fuck baby face josh so yeah stick with us we'll be right back
Hey, this is Ryan, inviting you to friend us on Facebook and check out our blog at mmainthecage.blogspot.com. And always, shoot us an email at mmainthecage at gmail.com, even if it is just to give us the finger. You're listening to Esmol McCarthy and Ryan Jenkins on MMA and the and welcome back to MMA in the Cage. Esteban, you do not think that uh, we need. You, you don't think that. Okay. Uh, okay. Would you like me to try it out, Ryan? Because no, I can... no, no, no. I, 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 I got this. I no, no. got caught up. I got caught up in my phone. No, I mean we're still going. We're still going. We'll keep oh, it. Are we? It's not being cut out. What the no. f- What the fuck do you want to talk about? We've talked about UFC and Strikeforce them merging a hundred fucking times. What the fuck else can we flesh out? Okay, so originally I was like, this is gonna be great, Ryan. I can't wait for them to merge. Now I'm not so sure. I was thinking about. Uh, the last fight that happened was Shogun and um, Forrest Griffin, right? It was a good. I mean, it was a good fight for all oh, ten, all ten seconds of it. Um, but remember the first time Shogun came over from Pride, and there was this mystique about him. There was this hum, this like this undefeated, not undefeated, but this fucking phenom over on the other side of the world, just wrecking shop over there, right? It comes over against this young up and comer, you know, like none, none of the, like not a lot of the guys were crossing over um, too much when the two organizations were separate. When I'm talking pride and UFC, uh, pride mainly stayed in Japan, which was the higher paying one and the bigger one at the time. And UFC was in the U S which is smaller, ended up buying out pride once they went under and um, so once that merged, you had these champions in both leagues, and you just you just sat around the fucking campfire with your friends saying, who do you want to see go against each other? What about Rashad Evans versus Chuck Liddell? Yeah, granted, we saw that already, but they're both champions in each organization, and now you get to see two champions go against each other. This time, we get to see that a couple more times, but, like, that's it. Like, it's done after that. I mean, like, if UFC becomes – the largest organization in the world, which it already is. But if it stays the biggest organization, like there's never going to again be this mystique about fighters in other leagues. And you just talking about like just shooting the shit with your friends. Like, dude, what if what if Nick Diaz came over to over to uh, to UFC? You know, do you think you would stand a chance against GSP? Fuck no. Fuck yeah. You know, you're never you, that, that's not going to exist anymore because they're all fighting the same people. And you're going to know like, yeah, uh, you know. Nick Diaz struggled with so this, this, and this. GSP ran through him. So it's not going to be like, like, like think about boxing. You know, you have like multiple different organizations. Like you got the IB, well, you got the IBA, the I, IFB, all all these different boxing organizations. And there, you know, there's granted, I dislike that too because you know then you don't ever get to see some of these big fights that you want to see. But you get to see, you know, these guys that are self or promoted by each one of their organizations, champions in their organizations, and then you get this atomic super fight that everyone wants to tune into and everyone wants to see. And that's that's one thing that, like, I don't, you know, I, I do kind of wish that, I mean, I don't know, like, I just wish maybe the UFC co-promoted and then we could still keep separate organizations maybe a little bit. Maybe? I don't know. What do you think? I think you started to argue against your argument in that you don't like the fact that you – 
can't have these dream matchups because there's two different organizations. I, I don't see the downside to having all the guys fighting the best guys fighting each other just so you can so you miss out on like speculating about dream matchups. I'll, g- I'll give you, I'll like, give you, like you can still you can still do that. No, you can't. No, you can't. Throughout their career. No, you can't. No, you can't. And you can have some guy that is a new upcoming phenom that you can, you know, have I, face no, your no, badass no, 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 champ. No, 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 you can't because let, let's say the champ, let's just say just use GSP for an example. GSP, you know, undefeated for I mean not undefeated, but you know, he's got he's what like a 9-10 fight winning streak, something like that. Okay. If you put you, you put him against a guy that's won like three fights, okay? I mean that that's you don't have the same buildup as you do with let's say if it was a different organization. Oh, this you know Nick Diaz has got you know five tile defenses and you know he he hasn't lost in three years. I mean, you know, shit like shit like that. You like you don't have that because if you are that guy that is doing really well in the division, they're just gonna throw you into the into the um into the title fight. You know what I mean? And there's not this. This this years of of fucking building up your record and your resume, and then you go and fight the big fight. It's just like, oh, you're doing well right now. Let's throw you in. Well, the thing is, there's not and there's not another organization that's prominent enough to really build a, another guy up to where he could have a fourteen white, you know, fourteen win uh, streak. The only thing that I could come close to would be like. Maybe Hector Lombard, who won again this past week, um, you know, that, coming in and fighting Anderson Silva. Like, that like cause twenty cause fucking but, is that twenty eight wins? I, whatever it is, his is a ridiculous winning streak. Jesus. But the, th- the the thing is, that's still not. It's not that marketable of a fight. Like that's not as that's a big fight for MMA fans, but it's not a big fight for the UFC. That's not going to sell. It's when they put Brock on a card that shit's going to sell. Yeah, but. So, I mean, yeah, but I, like Bellator, it's just not. I think they can. I think the UFC will be more than, uh, more than capable of putting together, you know, what you would consider big super fights. Um, whether it's having guys move around in the, in the different weight classes and have a champion face another champion there, because inevitably there's always going to be guys that are bouncing between. Uh, two different uh, weight classes. So if you get a guy like Anderson Silva, do you need him to move up or, you know, have, you know, say GSP move up and fight Anderson Silva? Sure, there's your super fights right there. Yeah, but and how often is that? Like, they're both on, like, It's a super years. fight. It's, I, not spo- it's not supposed to happen all that often. Yeah, I guess so. Maybe. maybe. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe. Uh, I'm totally okay. I think there are some businesses to where it is actually better to have a monopoly. And professional sports and especially combat sports like this, I think is one of the few businesses. Um, it doesn't necessarily mean it's better for the fighters because if there were two prominent organizations battling back and forth, then fighter pay might be a little bit better. And some of the other benefits uh, would be better for the fighters, but you know, it's the same thing. You look at the NFL, MLB, um, you know, all the major sports organizations across the world. Usually it's one league that is you know that is the premier league and that's where everybody wants to go to watch because that's where everybody wants to you know play whatever that particular sport is because they're just going to get compensated better than anything else so that's where pretty much all the top guys are going to be and i'm okay with that i think it's better for me as a consumer that that's the case now if the ufc turns around and they start charging you know four times as much to watch the pay-per-view then that you know that's when it can become an issue but 
as long as it doesn't really change too much on our end as far as MMA consumers, then I don't really have an issue with it. Okay, okay, fair enough. So, I, I think you're wrong. Whatever. Of course, <laughs> because you're foolish. You know, honestly, would we, I, we talked about it a couple months ago, but like, I would like to see like a uh, like UFC China. You know, and like not a lot of the UFC China guys come up. Like, you know, so you can like let's say you build up the China mystique over there. You got you got a fucking Hong Man Choi over there that's wrecking shop, and then eventually he meets up with Alistair Overeem. That, you're right, and that's exactly what they're planning on doing. I hope so. I hope they're, so. They're I hope there's to... not a lot of like. I hope there's not like a lot of crossover. And then you know, once you once you get two like top guys, then make them go against each other. Yes, you start having the the, the regional or country fights or whatever it is like that. I think that's what kind of the UFC's end game um, is at this point. That's you know that that's probably that would be really good for the sport. It's still got the UFC name. Um, you know, I like, kinda... like you were mentioning earlier, like, like it's basically like the World Cup. Like, you know, you got like each country that like they play, they kind of play in their own. Like, you know, some play in the Premier League, some play in Spain, some play people play over here. But every once in a while, though, you get everyone from that fucking country and you put them together and you go against the top guys of the other countries. And that's... Yeah, and where I th- where I think we'll see that that happen first, and they've mentioned it, uh, you know, teased about the idea behind doing that is starting starting that out with the ultimate fighter show and start having those, you know, say ultimate fighter, Japan, ultimate fighter, China, ultimate fighter, middle East, ultimate fighter, Europe. And then you have those guys, you know, fighting maybe like a tournament type style, the winners of each one of those individually fights, you know, each other determine who the, uh, the ultimate fighter world champion. And then he can fight the ultimate fighter U S champion for, you know, whatever, whatever that may be. I think that's kind of their start to kind of building that. All right. Yeah. See, I, see, I, yeah, that would be, that would be pretty, uh, pretty good. Ryan, Ryan, we got, uh, what do we got this week? We got some, some strike force, maybe, maybe some, uh, semifinal action going on. Yeah. I think a little, uh, a little head to head is in order here. I completely agree. Sound effects, please. Actually, we're going to do a short head to head this week. So first we have the, well, who do we have first, Ryan? We have, my boy, my the Olympic. I don't even know if he's a gold medalist, but the Olympic <laughs> Olympian, Daniel Cormier. Olympic, he's so Olympic. He's Olympian. He's such a fucking Olympian. He's such an Daniel Olympic Olympian. Daniel Cormier versus Bigfoot Silva. Brian, what do you think is going to happen? I think we are going to see your boy just getting smashed by ah! the Eastern Island monster. I think he's going to win via headbutt uh antonio bigfoot silva in the second round dude i've been calling this for months now i knew this was going to happen even when even when they fucking announced it i'm like daniel cormier is winning this fucking thing he wasn't even in the roster and i called it he's, he's making it he's, he's fucking the dark horse he's he is the dark horse of this daniel cormier olympic caliber athlete he's gonna fucking impose his tiny miniature fucking heavyweight will on Antonio Silva. I think he's going to, uh, I think he's probably going to be a uh, UD. Okay. UD. Well, the Olympic Olympian was kind of on the roster. He was officially a uh, tournament alternative. So um, that's why he's fighting. That's in why there. he's fighting. Yes. I still call, then, I, I'm still calling, um, what's his face? Dan, um, Dan Henderson has a late replacement and winning it, winning the tournament. But <laughs> that who knows? Happen. Who knows? But uh, our, our our I guess main event of the night is Josh Babyface Barnett 
versus the uh, crazy Russian Sergey Kartanov. Estevan, who are you picking in this fight? Dude, people are going to pick Art Barnett in this, and so am I for the most part. But people, you have to remember, Sergey has been in the sport for a long time. He's fought a shit ton of good, solid, top-level competition and won. I mean, he's a legitimate fighter. He, I mean, you cannot, you cannot just discount him just because people in the U.S. don't know. But I am going to go with the baby face he looked pretty good all one round of the last fight and uh you know again he's as, as long as he can pass his drug test i think he's gonna win this so i'm gonna call uh barnett by uh, i'm gonna go north south choke there you go i went there well i agree nobody should be sleeping on karatanov he is the second best fighter left in this tournament um but he is second to josh barnett who i believe is going to end up taking this uh, unanimous decision. He's going to work his takedowns, works ground and pound, works submission attempts. He's just the the more solid all around MMA fighter. Uh, definitely a top ten uh, MMA heavyweight and has been for a number of years. It's Josh Barnett. So I think we'll see uh, UD Barnett, who will be our eventual champion of this Grand Prix. I think you called. Uh, I think you said if. A while back, you said when they first announced the the tournament, if Alistair loses to Verdum, then Barnett was going to be champion. But uh, you know, yeah, Alistair ended up just getting yeah, the we didn't fuck out. Yeah, we didn't really expect uh, uh, it to go down exactly the way that it is. Yeah, Barnett's got this, man. Um, I think Karatanov has a chance to to rock Barnett. Um, but even then Barnett still got a pretty good chin and he recovers pretty well. So, and he, he fights well when he's under distress like that too. You know, he can always get that, uh, you know, that rocked, where am I at? And then just work the takedown from there so he can recover. So I think he's in a pretty good position to, uh, uh, to win this fight. Yeah, it should be a good, I mean, I think it'll be an all right card. You also got, uh, Jacques Ray, the Alligator Suja fighting. Uh, who's he fighting? Luke Hold. Um, Luke, Luke, uh, Rockhold. Luke, Luke Rockhold. That's and for then, the middleweight title of I know. Strike Force. I know. That guy could be the next guy that faces Anderson Silva. That could be Bullshit. the guy that dethrones Anderson Silva. Dude, he like Luke that guy. Rockhold could be the UFC <laughs> middleweight champion. Very well. That is my bold claim. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's a bull dude how, how awesome like speaking of hector lombard though oh my god how how much would you love to see him be in the ufc the, the ufc is going to need someone like him to fill anderson silva's shoe the guy is on like a 23 fight fucking win streak all by knockout he's yeah, a machine he's, yeah he's he's, he's cuban and he's australian those are like the two ballsiest fuckers that you don't want to mess with yeah, I definitely agree that he should be fighting in the UFC. You know, a lot of his wins have been coming off of guys that are definitely a lower-level competition. But he's also fought some pretty tough guys, and he's won impressively so many times throughout that streak, which is truly what makes it as impressive as, as it is. Um, you know, as far as him facing Anderson Silva... He's he would definitely lose that fight. He he's quick and he hits really hard, but Anderson Silva has just proved over and over again just his level of stand up is just so much better than everybody else's, and you just can't train for it. So outside of a you know one of those huge, um, you know one of the huge strikes from Hector Lombard, I, I still would probably favor Anderson Silva. As would I, but I'm saying when Anderson Silva retires, which should not be too far off, man. I mean, you got to think that. 
you know, honestly, when I saw that, when I saw um, what's his face gets pulled, when I saw Diaz gets pulled from GSP fight, I'm like, dude, they're replacing with Silva. That's what they're doing. It's gonna be awesome. <laughs> I seriously <laughs> thought that, but yeah, it's not happening. So. Yeah, the uh, well, I think he ended up hurting his hand or something. I think he had a slight injury after his fight with Okami. Oh, okay. Um, but uh, there's a ton of great fights for Hector Lombard in the UFC. Uh, that's a signing that you would really love to see what 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 would he do to to bisbing like how awful would that be oh my god i would love like you brought up a great point last week like i would love to see bisbing now go against his top i've always hated it because i'm like he doesn't deserve competition top competition i would love to see him just get want to see him get killed absolutely by everyone because that's what would happen it would be great it would be great no doubt so all right man well that's the show for this week guys um yeah we got next week next week we've got uh uh, some more MMA. We've got the uh, the fight that we mentioned earlier. Uh, the UFC on is it Spike or is it a fight night? Spike. It's the Battle on the Bayou. I know that yes. much. Yeah, I think it's Spike. And then also we're gonna have an update on um, Ryan and what angle he's working. Okay, we're gonna. I know he's gonna try a couple. He's promised me off air, and uh, we'll see how that goes. And upload uh, pictures of the um, of what, what did you call it? The DiCaprio. The DiCaprio, that's right, the DiCaprio. So. I might just dye it black just to make it look even more ridiculous. <laughs> but what you got to do, though, in order to get really get the DiCaprio, like it has to like thin out just, just the tiniest bit. And I know you rock a strong one, so I don't know. I would need to. I, I need to look it up online. I'll, I'll have to do that later just to see how it is. So I'd rather do it bold um, than do it. You go up for like a Don Fry. I, no, I can't do that. That's just that's asking a lot of a man, and <laughs> I, I can definitely tell you I'm not that manly. I just right. I, I, so few have that in them. I mean, you do eat a lot of vegetables, you know. That can't you can't. I mean, you'd have to be a fireman, okay, or or police chief. I mean, you it takes years. It takes years to get the 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 respect and the prestige to even be allowed to grow that. It's, it's so much red meat too. Just just steak after wild animal i would need to be hunting um <laughs> all of your food <laughs> it's a fucking lumberjack no so. all right man well that was that was a good one so uh, you guys um you email us uh mma in the cage at gmail.com we got mma in the cage at gmail or we got what is it facebook twitter whatever the fuck you want check out our blog somewhere ryan's gonna post it up on facebook so um yeah was, get, uh, get in contact with us we'll see you guys next week all right If you guys have any questions about MMA, relationship advice, life, or just some bullshit you want to ask me and Ryan, hit us up on Facebook and Twitter, or send us an email at MMAInTheCage at gmail.com. Hey.